previously on Just Cow in the City. Because I can't get my car out of the parking garage because this Snoopy's going by. I don't know when the last time I sat down and ate in a McDonald's restaurant. The fuck is the matter with me? I'm crazy. How is Dave Jessica not going to watch A Notting Hill Christmas? A sequel? No one cares about these characters the next day. I gotta see my sister be tree number one? I'm gonna get high and drink this beer in my minivan. That's because he's an ass He's always in trouble As if he was a third grader He's like Barney Rubble He seems pretty dumb But he always has fun Just cow in the city Pressure is low, just cow in the city. He's dynamite. Podcast should be on the radio. Hello, everybody, and happy holidays from all of us at the Just Cow in the City podcast. All of us. Let me tell you, well, hello again, and welcome to the show, the December 12th edition, the penultimate season finale edition of Just Cow in the City. I am very uh, angry today, but not truly angry, hilariously angry. I had the worst thing happen to me last night, the worst thing. But before I begin, I just came from Jimbo's, my new favorite place that I go with my friend Bob. And I didn't go with my friend Bob today. I just sat at the counter and I said, you know, you know what? Let me take a look finally, because people always ask on who's listening to the show, because I guess I can see it through Acast, which is the platform for some reason I have the podcast on, which is a whole long story in itself. So I I, I should never have taken a look. Uh, Actually, next week's episode should be the final podcast of all time. No one cares. Nobody's listening. I mean, there's obviously a few people, but I'm like, why am I even bothering? I mean... Then you can even check by location of who's listening, and Chile is not even checked. Do you believe that? Except on the Billy Joel podcast, where Chile and our friend Catalina, there's one other person there. So there's two people from Chile listening to the podcast. Two. So we know one's Catalina. So we need to find the other one. Catalina needs to go to mission. But obviously, she's not listening to this podcast. So really, what is the point? What is the point of all of this if nobody is listening? Now, I know those of you who are dedicated to listening, and I appreciate it, are listening, and it's my pleasure to bring the podcast to you. But really, what's the point? It's just, you know, so, I mean, the Billy Joel one obviously has a built-in following because it's Billy Joel, but I just, I guess I, you know, I put, you know, I put so much time and effort into this. I guess I just wish I had some more listeners, not for anything else, but just to know that, you know, that the, that the, the, the time is well spent. I mean, I do love hearing from most of you when, or all of you, whenever you reach out, but, it, you know, you know I, just, I shouldn't have looked at that before I recorded the podcast, but I finished whatever I was doing, which was trying to come up with my syllabus and assignments and stuff and I had just run out of stuff and you know I was just sitting it's just a stool I took a a video of it because they were playing Christmas music which was so pleasant and I took a little tiny video to show you what Jimbo's is all about which will be on one of the bonus shows probably next year I guess we have so much stuff to get to I hope you enjoyed the pizza eating video bonus video show uh, last week that that took up the entire bonus episode and why wouldn't it there was lots of video and lots of action that's what the bonus show is for that's what you're paying your hard-earned dollars for 
And there's the other thing, you know, I'm a patriot, you know. I mean, I love it, but it would, and again, it's not even for the money. It's just like, well, I just wish I had some more listeners. Just again, not for anything, but just knowing that, you, you know, I, you know how much time it takes to put me all this together. We are talking at least it's it's an extra eight hours a week to put everything together. That's a whole nother day of work. But again, you know, here's the thing is that I obviously enjoy talking. I enjoy doing the podcast. Maybe if I, I guess if I did this and I had somebody editing it, maybe it would be better. But I certainly enjoy talking into the mic and talking for hours. I mean, I do love clearly the sound of my own voice, I guess. So what can I say? I mean, this is a form of therapy for me. And since therapy costs so much money, at least this is a form of therapy for me. And I'll just tell you right now, and speaking of therapy... So let so yesterday was Aunt Judy's birthday, and yesterday happened to be Thursday. So I go obviously recording on Friday. So I go to my mother's as I usually do, and I say, and I say, and my mother, uh, <laughs> I'm so annoyed. And my mother goes, my mother has a problem starting her car, which I told you last week, and I'm like, well, just wait for me, and I'll tell you, well, I'll start the car, we'll bring it over there. We'll bring it over to the garage, which is by Aunt Judy's. We'll stop by Aunt Judy's. It's her birthday. And then Beth calls, like, why don't we take Aunt Judy out for lunch? And I'm like, yeah, that's probably a better idea. And because, I mean, it just worked out perfect that it happened to be on a Thursday. So I'm like, yeah, let's let's do that. And then we talked to Aunt Judy. I'm like, would you like to go here? Would you like to go there? She goes, well, let's, just go, let's just go to your mother's house. And I'm like, you're, you're kidding, right? Let's just eat at the cafeteria and your mother's place. I'm like, what? Really? That's... Because that's the way I want to celebrate my birthday. <laughs> well, then we don't have to move my mom out and stuff. So I'm like, geez, that sounds good. And the food is actually not horrible there. As I've mentioned before, I had an unbelievable Asian chicken salad last week, which was so good. It's so tasty. And now they have waiter service. So it's not the same junk I was getting at the buffet table with those pre-put the, the pre-burgers that are just sitting there, which, I mean, I find attractive, but most people that would be eating snobs would be like, ew. But I find all burgers, that's why I like McDonald's. I don't care. I don't need to see it cooked on the grill. I like when they're just all hanging out and they're just pre-cooked and just sitting there in, in a pile. <laughs> I have no problem with that. That seems delicious to me. So... My mother called AAA and had the car towed, which was so unnecessary. Then she told me they're going to charge her. And I'm like, why would they charge if we have the plus? I don't understand. And I said, you couldn't just wait till Thursday so I can bring it over. But anyway, I figured because I know how the battery works, I'm like, well, this is going to take time and it's going to cost a whole bunch of money because nobody knows what's draining the battery. But she had it towed on either Tuesday or Wednesday. And then I go down and we all decided we're going to eat around 1230. And I was pretty much up all night. And then I remember watching just TV in my bed at 830. I'm like, I better go. <laughs> it's so frustrating to know you need to go all the way to New Jersey and all that kind of stuff, you know, that is annoying. This has nothing to do with anything. It's just so frustrating to try and get out of here. And of course, this time of the year, you got to be kidding me. There's so many people right where I park my car. You know that. And then, I mean, we're talking about Christmas in New York. It's a disaster. Everybody's getting uptight about this new, I don't know if you've heard about it, if you're from out of town. It's called congestion pricing. It's brand new. Get this. Now, whenever I come back from class in Montclair or my mother's or anything I do in New Jersey, when I come back, into the city where I live in my car, not only am I paying a $20 Lincoln Tunnel fee, but a new congestion pricing fee of $15 because I happen to live below 59th Street. Are you fucking kidding? Everybody's getting uptight about this. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe they're pulling this shit. It's an incredible money grab for the city. They say it's going to change a bunch of stuff. We all know how it is. I'll tell you something. If it was true and it wasn't so crowded driving around in the city, it would totally be worth $15. But I better see a goddamn change. And this stinks. 
I cannot believe it is going to now cost me $30 just to go to the Meadowlands. You know, to, 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 well, there goes my profit margin in performing at that in the Rutherford, New Jersey, all this. Well, maybe Saturdays it won't be so bad, but my God, you know, any, it's going to cost me $30 to go back and forth. It already cost me 20 And then, of course, when I'm going to my mom's and the New Jersey Turnpike cost. And forget going through Staten Island, taking the Verrazano. That's, a, that's like $30 itself. It's, it's, it's awful. But the, the fact that they charge congestion pricing, I don't understand how if you live in the city, if you live here, how you're not getting a break. I can understand it from a point of view. We don't want cars coming into the city, so we're going to charge you. I, I can make a case for that. But this isn't fair. The, when you go over the Atterbridge Crossing or the Gothels Bridge in Staten Island, people who live in Staten Island get a break. I don't understand why it's not the same thing. Sure, every piece of documentation I have says I live in New Jersey, but you all know I live in Manhattan. And I'm sure I could prove it in a court of law. Even though I have no documentation that says I do, except for a Con Ed bill, which sometimes I bring with me in case there's trouble. I have to carry my Con Ed or cable bill with me in my pocket just just in case. Anyway, so we go, so we go to Grammys and I park. Now I've been parking in this really far place and I walk through the nursing home part of it or the assisted living home to get to remember. I park in this backpack because I'm just sick of the front and I enjoy this little walk and now to be honest there's a really pretty girl that works in the assisted living place so I parked there now and it's a really long walk but I like the long walk plus that door locks at 4 30 so I have to leave my mother's place at 4 30 which is brilliant I can't believe I didn't think about that before oh my I gotta get out of here the door locks at 4 30 well can't you take the front walk around no 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 that's it I guess I went upstairs and I guess they were already downstairs. I must have been five minutes late and I just put my stuff down. I go down and I got to see my friend Mitch Silverberg who was there with his parents, which was awesome yesterday. And you know, when I go to New Jersey, I kind of, I don't plan things in advance. I mean, many times I do like the pizza eating, but a lot of times knowing, not knowing how things are going to be or what I'm going to do or my plans or how I'm feeling I will text people because I never want to go home and say, you know, what are you doing? Do you want to go out for dinner? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? So I had every intention of after I leave my mother's at least going to Barnes and Noble, walking around, picking up something. I don't know. Just I like hanging out there. Sometimes I just hang out in the parking lot at the Barnes and Nobles. I don't want to go home. And maybe just walking around, maybe go to the mall. Who knows? Maybe go to the comic book store, whatever it is to not have to travel home back to manhattan especially after just getting here and you know it takes two hours to get there why would you want to rush back another two hours you know what i mean you want to make it kind of worth your while especially now you know after january you're going to be paying all this extra money and then i'm going to have to really think i'm like well i think if i go home at nine it'll only cost me four dollars instead of 15 i gotta that that, that's gonna weigh on my head are you kidding oh so we're having a good time. Aunt Judy seems happy. Uncle Bob is happy. We're all having a nice little meal. I, I for some reason my mother always orders a grilled Swiss, a grilled cheese with Swiss cheese and tomato, and I was like, and a rye bread. I'm like, that's disgusting. But one day I had it at her house when I was really hungry, and I'm like, this is delicious. So I couldn't. I was going, I'm going to have that today. I'm going to have that. So I ordered that, and it was okay, and some soup, and I felt pretty good. Like I didn't feel. You know, bloated or anything. I t- definitely could have gone out. And then my mother goes, oh, David, you got to pick up my car with me. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? How could it possibly be ready already? I I, I didn't, like, nobody told me. And my sister scammed me. And she's like, you got to take mom to get her car because I got to go to rehearsal, you know, to be tree number one. Let's not even get into that. <sighs> I cannot let that go. That is really bothering me. So, fuck, I'm so angry about that. During football season, starts at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I can't even watch if it's going to cover all the games. God damn it. There's only a couple of weeks of football left. I just want to sit and watch the Red Zone channel just from for three hours. So she's like, you got to take mom to get her car back. I'm like, what? what? 
Because there's no way I'm taking her to get her. And meanwhile, it's right by Aunt Judy's house. So then why couldn't Aunt Judy just take her to get the car? I don't know. I don't know what happened there. How could I have forgotten that? Beth goes, you know, we should have had Aunt Judy take her. I'm like, oh, my God. That would have been so good. Then I could have just done, because I was so aware. I'm like, but I had all these plans for myself. And meanwhile, I had no plans. I just didn't want to go home. I wasn't ready to go home. So I had to drive my mom to the car place. I mean, I was dying to know, like, hey, can you tell us what the issue was? And the guy goes, goes, yeah, it's just from lack of use. She doesn't use the car enough. And I'm like, that's the issue? He's like, yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, I, I don't see how that could be my issue, but maybe with an old car, that's the issue that I only use it once a week. And I guess I still think there's something draining my battery, but. You know, if she was younger, I would just give her that battery pack. I, would, I mean, it only cost her 100 bucks to get fixed. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And it's probably going to happen again. I guess. She she uses it less than I do. But, of course, she wants to get it right away. Because I was like, well, we can hang out. We could light the candles. I bought my menorah with me. We could light the candles together on the first night. You know, I never have anybody to light the candles with. So I get very upset. About, I was like, I'll, I'll light the candles with anybody. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, I got to get the car before it gets dark. And I'm like, well, you can make a definite case for that. So I'm like, so I just came down here. I drove two hours. I had lunch for an hour, and now I'm going back. I dropped her off, and then what, what am I going to do then? I'm not, I'm not going back to the place with her. After that, I just, I'm, I'm not following her in her car. I hate watching her drive. It terrifies me. I'd rather her text me when she gets home, which she did. I can't be behind her. I'm just like, she is so going to get into an accident. Driving behind her is awful making sure she's okay. It's, it's, you don't want to know when your elderly mother is in the car. You just don't want to know. Beth and I th- talk about this all the time. I, we're pretty sure she's going to get rid of the car by next year, but we don't even like to think that she's driving around like this. It's a disaster. You know, She drives like, like an old lady. <laughs> so then I'm just sitting there, and I, I'm like, well, I'll just stop at the store. I got a paper and... Now, now what? And speaking of the paper, I, I just let me interrupt for a second. You know, I believe. Remember, I told you I was getting a subscription to the Asbury Park Press on Sundays, right? So the first week doesn't come. Second, it's supposed to come on Mondays in the mail. First week doesn't come. Second week doesn't come. Third week it comes, as I told you last week. But it's Wednesday's paper instead of Sundays. So I call up again. So this time, this past Monday, I got it. It was Sunday's paper. But it doesn't have the comics, which is the only reason I purchased the paper. So I had to call again. And like, oh, we'll make a note that you need the comics. I'm like, why wouldn't I need the comics? That's the only thing that's relevant the next day is the comics. So we'll try again. So then I just bought, They, I saw they had the Asbury Park Press at the store by my mom. So I bought that just so I could read the daily comics. I, I don't know why. Like I told you, there's something about just reading that paper sitting on the couch, not having the little Christmas music on or something, and being an old man, I guess. I don't know. So then I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, now what do I do? I there's no it's only three o'clock or three thirty. Who am I? I and I'm like, you know, and then I, I look to see how long it's gonna take me back to New York, and it says an hour and fifteen minutes. I'm like, well, I should probably go if it's really that short. Or an hour and 20, whatever it was. It seemed short. I'm like, let's just go. Let's just get the fuck out of here and go back. How ridiculous is this? And then this woman, Liz, you might remember from my building, who wouldn't leave. Remember, she came. She starts talking to me. I'm like, I really got to take a shower. And then she just walks into the bathroom, still talking to me and <laughs> while I'm showering. It was just hilarious. And she texted and she goes, you know, I'm having a little menorah lighting thing and I'm going to make some potato lockers if you want to come over at 6.30. I'm like, oh, I'm in Jersey. And then I realized, well, technically I can make it back. But, you know, it's her and this girl Julie in the building is insane and this other guy who I don't know. But it sounds nice and I want to light the Hanukkah candles with people. I light them by myself. It's very depressing. I like them every night. I'm just trying to come up with activities for myself. This time of the year is tough. So then uh, she called. I'm like, you know, I think I can make it. I'll make it home in time. I made it home by, I made it home. Unfortunately, I made it home by like 530. And then I had an hour to kill. And I'm like, now what do I do? I know I'm going to fall asleep. I end up watching one day at a time on one of these things. And it's an old episode I remember with uh, Jim Hutton. 
I guess Tim Hutton's dad. That guy, for some reason, that guy used to be my hero. But, well, in this episode, he's playing a 42-year-old veterinarian who's in love with Julie, who's 17. And they want to get married. And it's a three-part episode. And I remember it as a kid. And I remember this Jim Hutton is really creepy. But not because he's 42. There's just a complete creepiness about him, which is so weird because, as I've mentioned in a podcast a long time ago, he used to be on this show I loved as a kid called Ellery Queen. This Hollywood star is about to be murdered. Who is responsible for his death? Was it his jealous wife? Are you accusing me of something? The frightened prop man? And they think I put in live bullets. The humiliated director? Methinks the lady doth protest too much. The supercharged press agent? Actor shot to death on movie set? The frustrated actor? Poor Gilbert won't be playing the character. Maybe you'll give me back some of my moments. Or was it someone else? Match wits with Ellery Queen and see if you can guess who's done it. You know, you had to solve the mystery by yourself. It was really fun. It was like on like Sunday nights at seven o'clock. And there he was cool. But meanwhile, he was an awful actor and must have been furious that his kid won an Oscar just a few years later, three years later than this was filmed. Then then he was probably then he probably killed himself. I don't know. He died really young, but he probably out of just like really it would be like if my nephew won an Oscar. I'm like, all right, that's you got to be fucking kidding me. But I don't work as much. So. And uh, so I'm like, well, you know, let me see if I can stay awake. <laughs> stay awake. I mean, so we dig it, but I hadn't slept all night. So anyway, I get up there at 630. I said, can I bring my own manure? And she's like, sure, you can burn my house down. And I'm like, what does that mean? So I was like, forget it. I'm not going to bring it. But she had one. I thought maybe she had an electric one. But no, we lit the candles later. Anyway, anyway. I mean, these these girls are so crazy. So I knock on the door. They're older than me by about 15 years. And I knock on the door, and they're like, and the, the girl who doesn't live there, Julie comes in and says, I don't know how to open your door. I, I, I mean, Julie might only be three years older than me. I, I don't know how to open your door. And then, so Liz comes over, I guess it opens it and just walks away. And I'm like, hello, that's how you greet somebody at the door? She goes, I didn't know you were here. And I'm like, well, what did you think she was coming to the already? I'm like, why am I at this crazy person's house? But I couldn't wait to see her apartment and to be invited over anywhere seemed nice, especially in the building. I just walked. I didn't even bring my phone or my wallet. You know, it was great. Uh, so I went up and she has this nice apartment. She's lived there longer than I have. And she made it nice. She's very wealthy, I think. I think her dad left her a bunch of money, and she reorganized her apartment, like really made it nice back in the day. I'm like, why would you build up a rental apartment? You know, she doesn't own it, but it's designed as if she owns it. Because before this management company came in, everybody was doing it. The the other management company was so lackadaisical, they just let, because my old neighbor did that too. And just, you know, fixed the floors and the kitchen, took down walls, and I'm like, damn. So it was a beautiful place and, you know, well lit, had really creepy music going when it came in. Uh, what was playing when I came? Uh, it was from Beetlejuice. Daylight come, then I want to go. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is it Halloween? Shake, 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 sonora. And, and, and then Julie goes to me, what the fuck is this music? I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God I'm not crazy that this is really weird. And then they bring up this other guy. His name is Trip. I know. Isn't that cool? He was a trip trip. And it turns out he's ironically writing a book on Norman Lear. Like he just finished a book on Norman Lear who just died two days ago. It's so funny. I was just watching One Day at a Time. And my friend Mike Royce was working with Norman Lear uh, on the Latino version of One Day at a Time. And he goes, oh my God, I'd love to talk to him. I'm like, well, I could set that up for you. And, and then, uh, which I did. And they got them together so he could 
I figured Mike Mike would be cool. He doesn't mind talking to this guy. But and the more I met this and talked to this guy, he seemed like we knew a lot of people in comedy. He seemed to know Wayne Fetterman from USC and everything. I don't know. He seemed pretty cool. A little, little off, but he seemed pretty nice. And we had a nice time, and it was okay. It was a little weird, I guess. I don't know why. Julie bought over this wine that was uh, absolutely horrible, but I drank it. And then Trip bought red wine, which was much better. I think it was called Josh. She uh, puts out the, the food. We sit down at this table. It's very, very nice. The music has changed now. It, actually, Billy Joel is playing. I don't. Somehow she timed it to uh, our sitting there and then eating, and it moved through the decades and actually became quite pleasant. And I wasn't having a horrible time. Again, it was nice to be invited anywhere. She made some chicken, which I hate when you have potato like this. I just want full potato like this. But she made a very nice chicken and some uh, Brussels sprouts, I guess, which were very good. Everything was very good. The potato like were excellent. She, they didn't seem to mind if I ate it with my hands, which I like to do. But then I started using a fork because I felt bad. But Julie was using her hands, too, so I didn't mind. I love eating with, with my hands, like chicken wings. And, you know, Sunday, I'm, you know, going to go for the record. I don't know what the record is, but I have to eat somebody's aged potato lockers. Maybe Dory's. Was that 26? <laughs> Anywho. So we're sitting there. We're having an okay time. And then the worst thing that could ever happen to Dave Jessica. Yeah, you heard me. The worst thing that could ever happen to Dave Juskow happens. This is what just pissed me off while I got here and the whole day. Does anyone know what it is? I feel like I'm teaching my class. Does anyone know, after eight years of podcasting, what the worst thing you can do to Dave Juskow is? Does anyone know the answer? Do I see any hands raised? The answer is spilling wine on my pants. That infuriates me so much, as some of you may know or remember. And she's putting out the dessert and it fucking spills the wine. It was not my fault. She totally spilled the fucking wine on my pants. God damn it. It got on her chairs. I couldn't be happier. It was on her chairs and on all her stuff, you know. Good. Man, I hate that. And I kept it, tried to keep it together. I tried to keep it together. All I wanted to do was walk the fuck out. But I don't know these people very well, and I really try to keep it together. So she put some paper towels down the church. She goes, sit down. And I'm like, no, fuck you. She's like, just sit down and have dessert. I'm like, no, my pants are wet. You don't even care. You're worried about your furniture. You got it all over my pants. My pants are wet now with stupid fucking wine. Thank goodness I was wearing jeans. But still, I fucking hate it. I had to bring my jeans to the goddamn dry cleaner today. It should be like in Seinfeld where, uh, you know, George Costanza has to pay that bill. I can't believe she took the money. Oh, no, I'm, I can't. I'm so. She's Then she's putting salt on the chairs and she's only worried about the furniture, not me. And I'm pissed. And I sat there and I had a couple of cookies, but it was over for me. I wasn't, I didn't, she didn't offer any more wine. She didn't offer any more water. She was drinking a lovely Snapple. You know, I like that. I was just so furious. Maybe I spent another half hour there, but I couldn't wait to leave. I said, well, I'm out of here. I had a very nice time. Thank you very much. You fucking twat. So angry about it. And then I knew, you know, then I went downstairs and I was just so angry. I don't know what causes that. And I took my pants off, left it on the floor, fell asleep really quickly, really quickly. Like, so what was it, 10 o'clock? I talked to Mike Royce. I hooked him up with this guy, fell asleep until 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock this morning. Thank God. A tell called twice. I had to turn off the ringer. I'm like, ah, I, damn it. And tonight's a good night to talk to him. But I, I guess I was a little drunk and angry. I don't know. And then I had to bring my jeans to the dry cleaner. My jeans. Are you kidding? 
And then she gave me shit. She goes, you know, Heidi's like, oh, you do good again. You eat good. I'm like, and then her son was there. And he's like, it wasn't his fault, mom. I'm like, no, it's that horrible girl in my building. You know her. But again, this morning, and this, this woman is so insane and so old, I guess, even though she's not that old in my perspective. Apparently, two doormen were like, hey, Liz was looking for you yesterday. She texted me, which means she had my number. And she's like, Liz was looking for you. I was like, I, uh, I didn't want to give her your number. And she's like, why would you give me a number? You think I'm a crazy stalker? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. It bothered the doormen. Do you know where Dave Juskow is? Do you know where he is? I don't know why I said yes. This is all my mother's fault. I mean, I'm kind of, so then I'm downstairs at the doorman this morning and the girl Julie goes by, oh, she bought her dogs. She bought her dogs over, which she's fostering one and she got one and they're cuties. But I'm sitting there with the wine on the couch and I should have been foreshadowing. The dog comes and almost spills over the wine while I'm sitting there drinking and jumps over at me and I'm like, oh, this, well, thank God nothing happened. I it should have known it was foreshadowing. And she's walking her dog this morning with you no, know, we, we don't hang out that much. We say hello, a polite hello. And we were having a good time last night. And she walks out. I go, hey, how you doing? And she just walks by. She doesn't say a fucking thing. I said to Danny, I said, what the fuck? We just had a nice night last night. She was talking and everything was fine because she was drunk. And then the next day she sobers up and doesn't want to be a person anymore. What the fuck is that? And I hadn't even, there's no way she's going to listen to the podcast yet. <laughs> so what is that? Ugh. Damn. But, you know, and that's the thing, right? We finish eating. We're a little drunk and we're sitting there having dinner conversation, which I usually hate at my sister's house. But this time, at least we were talking about comedy and stuff like that. So that's something I can do when I'm at my sister's house with those people. They're talking like politics and neighborhood stuff. I don't care. And it's funny that nobody seems to get that. Shouldn't we include David in something he would know instead of the neighborhood people? Oh, man. <sighs> oh, that wine shouldn't bother me, but it goddamn does. So I was so thirsty when I came downstairs because she wouldn't give me any more water and no iced tea. Thank God I had a Gatorade down here. I'm like, thank God. And then this morning I was just like, you know what? Let's get things going. Let's go to this Jimbo's which saves me about $40 from going to the diner. And I just had a piece of paper and a pen, and I'm trying to go over the assignments, trying to figure out my class, which starts in a month, and syllabus. And I'll tell you, I've done some really fucked up things this week <laughs> when, when I'm saying fucked up. I mean, all right, so let me go back now. Let me go back to Friday after I left you last week. Remember, I was going to the Isle of Capri, chicken parm. I asked this girl... You know, I'm like, hey, do you want to go to dinner with me Friday? She goes, sure. You know, I'm always thinking, like, maybe, I, I know she had a, I don't know if she had a boyfriend and <laughs> we're sitting at dinner and I'm like, you know, they got really good chicken parm here. Like, oh, my boyfriend likes chicken parm. <laughs> my boyfriend has a watch like that. I'm like, oh, isn't that great? So we got, the, you know, I always got problems with the eye of Capri. Now, meanwhile, the, the owner's daughter was there and I saw her and it was great to see her and she's really sweet. But this place sucks. It's, it's so fucking stupid. I don't know why I keep going there except it's easy to get to. And it now it's funny. And I have that same waiter. That guy never does anything correct. So this, And I told the girl, I'm like, they never give me cheese. There's always a mess. I don't know why I keep coming here. So we have the thing and we're getting, you know, again, the girl's like, no, I'm having that. I'm not looking at the menu. I, I, I don't, don't you, if you've never been to a restaurant, don't you want to just look at the menu anyway? She's like, no, no, I know what I'm having. You said the chicken parm here was good. I'm like, yes, I did. But, uh, you know, we could spend some time. Uh, the, the chicken parm comes. We had some after the chicken parm comes. I have a glass of wine. She has a glass of wine. He never comes back to see if we need a second glass of wine. Thank God, I guess, financially. Never comes back to check and never brings cheese and just never came back to the table. Maybe because he knew I was going to ask for cheese. And he's like, no, don't go back there. He's going to ask for cheese. So again, hilariously, no cheese, no second glass of wine for you. <laughs> I mean, it's really weird. 
And then he came back at the end, and the owner tried to give us um, some free stuff, and we just weren't interested at that point. But it was very nice. I mean, I don't care. I'll keep going back there because now it's funny. Now it's funny. That waiter's the worst, and every time he's my waiter, and I'm like, but now it's hilarious because now, now it's my fault. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to go back there because I know this guy sucks, and sometimes you don't go back to a place for the service, but now it's really funny. It's almost like now I'm hoping something happens so I report back to you, and I was so excited to when I came back that, you know, after the the meal and saying oh good <laughs> i wrote it instantly down no wine no cheese yeah that was good stuff oh boys hold here we go jimmy nice going cling you too clang come on jimmy dr blinkies is right through these trees right over there Hey, baby, you're real cool, man, like groovy. That tree's talking. Oh, everybody talks here on Living Island. Glad to meet you. Think. Mm. How, little papoose? Look, Freddy, an Indian tree. That right, pale face. They not call me Redwood for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the worst thing, though, that I did this week. What a complete waste of time. I'm sure we've all done this at one point where you have so much stuff to do and you you know for instance if you just go down a rabbit hole of youtube videos and you're like what am i doing i have so much work you're not going to believe what i did this week so last time when i was at my mom's last week i went to barnes and noble i'm looking at the calendars i like to get my own calendar for the year that i'm going to write all my stuff on i use it for my taxes all that kind of stuff and i'd like to you know, mix it up every year. This year I had one where you're like a find the hidden pictures and it was exciting. <laughs> and so I was looking at Barnes & Noble. Meanwhile, they had a, the worst selection of calendars I've ever seen. Sometimes I go through Amazon for hours looking for the right calendar that's going to make me happy when I see it because I'm depressed. I needed something that's going to make me happy. And for some reason... I must have been looking for certain things. Then all of a sudden I'm looking for certain calendars, you know, like movies that I like. Is there a, you know, I always looking for a Star Trek one or something, which I've done before, but I was like, I don't like these pictures. They're too close up. They're not correct. You know, Star Wars, something it's not like a movie that I, I don't like. Wait, maybe is there a tailor made one for me, like a clueless calendar or a Saturday morning cartoons calendar, but there's not. And then all of a sudden I keep seeing ads for make your own calendar. And I'm like, well, let me just see what this is and if it's not that much money. And it kept coming up as $13. I'm like, well, $13, maybe I could do that. Saturday morning when I need to edit the podcast and get it done by noon because, well, actually, I didn't have any plans, but I just need to finish so much other stuff, let alone these books and the class thing. I just have so much work. I could be doing the Billy Joel. We were recording that day, but I spent... The first three hours, <laughs> this is so uncool, making a 12-month calendar of Saturday morning cartoon shows and looking up pictures online that I could make a 12-month character calendar of H.R. Puffin stuff, <laughs> Hong Kong fooey pictures. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And when I'm doing it this side, I'm like, I really got to, I got to finish this. And then, then you're like, well, I got to finish it now. It would be ridiculous. So I got all the things I need and then I'm putting them into the calendar. I'm like, well, let me just see what it looks like. I, I'm probably not going to do it, but let me just see what it looks like. It can't possibly be $13. It's got to be more. But I'm like, well, let me just see what it looks like. I'll keep, I'll put the the months in and then of course they're, they're putting it in they're like this picture is blurry and i have to find a high res picture of the super friends i'm like what am i doing i can't even tell anybody about this i almost didn't even bother telling you because it's so embarrassing but it was also hilarious and of course when i get it i'll flip through it for you won't believe it yes i got it I mean, I sent it. I haven't gotten it in the mail yet, but it was only 13 bucks. I think there was a discount and they're sending it. 
And that'll be the calendar, right? You can even put in stuff. I put in first class, second class assignment, you know, some. I was even able to put in the days like Atel's birthday, the ones I know, you know, my sister, me, and Dory, and Liza. And you can put in all that tailor make, and it's kind of fun. I'm like, well, let's, we'll do that calendar this year. But it's so ridiculous. What a time suck. And I felt so stupid, and I'm sure we've all had these moments like, what am I doing? Why am I spending an hour looking for the proper Jackson 5 cartoon photo? (laughs) I wanted to mix it up. I'm like, I got to put some black people in there. (laughs) Hot dog. Look at all these empty seats. Hey, dig this boss axe. That's not a music sound. That's a germane sound. And how about this, baby? Yeah, that's the Tito Jackson sound. Man, these are some cool instruments. A lot different than the ones we got back in school. All they got in school is ABC and one, two, three. ABC and one, two, three. Oh my God, I'm a mess. Where's Shazam? I mean, that show sucked, and yet I still wanted it. I've absolutely, I realized I had lost my mind. Between getting so irate with the wine spill, or even water spill, it doesn't matter. Wine's the worst, obviously. Anybody spills something, my pants are wet. I am a baby. I mean, and and think about how lucky I was. I was just right upstairs. It was so easy to change, but it, I think it was more like a, like a Seinfeld episode. And like she didn't seem to care about me. She was more worried about her furniture and her floor. And I'm like, hello, you just spilled it on my pants. But oh my god, what a complete waste of time! It was hilarious. There's just nothing. I mean, tell me your time sucks. That uh, you know. I mean, I should really. I think that. I guess that's the name of the podcast where. The, the ultimate time suck or something. I mean, wow, what a complete waste. When I was finished, it, it wasn't like like Wednesday night when I was working from home, I'm like, boy, you got a lot accomplished today. You know, I did a lot of work today. You know, I did work work and then, you know, other stuff throughout the day. And at midnight, I, you know, wipe my hands like done. And what a productive day. Well, that was the exact opposite of the way I felt on Saturday. There was no way after I finished that calendar paid for it online and then like and your calendar's on the way and i'm like ah that is a then i was like what have i done i'm an idiot and i did it for myself it's not like a christmas gift that i made this wonderful gift for somebody else and the funny thing is my sister would probably like a calendar like that but i gotta see how it looks first because no one else is gonna like it if I couldn't, it was driving me crazy. I could not get an unblurry picture of Charles Nelson Riley in Lidsville. It was driving me crazy. And you know how it is. Then I see pictures. I'm looking up the pictures and they're like, Secrets of Lidsville. And I'm like, oh, now I got to click on that. And see. Butch Patrick hated working on Lidsville. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. gossip. <laughs> And I know this is something we all do. We all, I know it's not just me at this thing. We all go down those internet rabbit holes. And you know those those clickbait ones where they're like, you know, see how Butch Patrick looks now? Or, hey, remember this super hot girl? See what she looks like now? Oh, I gotta see. Are they saying she's disgusting or is she saying she's still pretty? Oh, we all fall for it. Clickbait, clickbait. But this was self-induced clickbait. I was asking for it. And plus, um, what is it? Uh, Sid and Marty Croft, one of them just died. Like Norman Lear, you know, 90-something. Sid Sid Croft or Marty, one of them just died. Just died. So it is. turns out the show is completely relevant. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is those pictures from those old Saturday morning cartoons, even though I was completely depressed back then, will for some reason bring back some memories that make me feel better or they could make me feel worse. Who knows? I'm pretty sure everything about HR Puff and stuff makes me happy. But then, of course, because I'm Dave Juskow crazy, I start thinking, 
well, I certainly wish I was in a show like that. Oh, my life hasn't turned out the way. So I go down the worst rabbit hole that anybody could go down um, about myself and life. And this puts me in this horrible depression where I need this, you know, HR puff and stuff to somehow get me out, even though if I two second guess it, what I got the banana splits in there. I'm like, what is the matter with me? What is the matter with me? There's nothing about my childhood that lifts me up except for Saturday morning cartoons. And I guess the fact of like, not that these cartoons were good, they don't hold up, they were horrible back then, but the that the, the, the paper the, or then the comic books or the TV guide where you found out the scheduling of the cartoons made me so happy. It's like getting the Jets or Giants schedule and knowing the tailgates and figuring it out. And there's a happiness about that. The shows are awful and they were awful back then, but we, most of us, anybody my age knows how important Saturday morning cartoons were back in the day. And I guess that brings, but I'm telling you, all I think about is like, wait, how is this making me happy? I was an absolutely miserable kid. I mean, I cannot remember one happy moment. Obviously my sister and I remember no happy moments with my father and it just goes deeper and that there's we i just had a miserable miserable childhood and yet you know it's just funny because i think i'm the same person you know i don't think anybody would know i i i think i used to be happy i, I had some friends and you know i was known as being entertaining i you know i mean it's it's confusing but of course that's what makes your best comics the depression i mean look at sarah's the bedwetter right i mean <laughs> she's miserable too Adele was miserable the really good comedians just are just never happy and don't get it now i i get it i know when a good time is happening and i still go down that rabbit hole of like, well, it's really not. It's kind of covered in the sadness I feel every day. No bird. No, wait, I'm doing Snuffleupagus, but I want to do Eeyore. Well, it's a home nonetheless. That's me. Or as Esther Koo calls me, the Jewish Eeyore. Makes a lot of sense. Can't get mad at her. She's absolutely right. You know, it's funny that on, on Monday... I came home quickly to record the Billy Joel podcast. We just recorded the Cold Spring Harbor album wrap-up, which turned out to be a fantastic album. Never thought I was going to like that one. I was like, oh, we just got to get rid of these Cold Spring Harbor songs. It'll be great. Turns out they're a terrific album. And we recorded it. And then at 8 o'clock, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out and get wings. You know, I had it planned. I'm like, I'm going to go out after. I mean, going out in this time of the year when it's pitch black and it's been dark for three hours and then still going out i mean that's a mirror i'm like look at me look at me i'm getting dressed i'm going out i'm taking the bike over to the bar wow i would normally never do that but we're running out of mondays to do it because i'll go again this monday even though the giants are playing but uh you know i could go to the tailgate but pff, that tailgate seems awful this year it's monday night football which means We'll get there in the dark. You know, let's just say we all get there at four o'clock. I mean, it'll pretty much be dark immediately. And although that's fun for like an hour or two, it's not fun for the entire tailgate to be dark. So I probably won't go. So we got one more week left because the week after that, I'm seeing Rachel's Netflix taping. The week after that is Christmas Eve or day. I can't remember if Christmas on a Monday or Tuesday. I think it's. No, it's Christmas Day, and the week after that is New Year's Day. And then the week after that, we'll go back on January 7th or 8th, whatever it is, uh, for the national championship to have wings. And then we'll go for the first playoff, NFL playoff to have wings, and that'll be the end of the season, and then I can slim down. <laughs> Meanwhile, it was funny. We went, we got there at, as soon as the game started. We ordered right away, and by halftime, we left. And we're like, this is great. But unfortunately, I forgot. It was too early. I left around 9.30 and then was walking through Times Square and Rockefeller Center, forgetting 
it was Christmas. And when we leave and go at midnight, it's a much more pleasant experience because there's less people. But I forgot. Oh, my God. I'm walking through the heart of the Christmas season in New York City. Have I lost my mind? And it's funny. I'm walking through. There's so many crowds. It's insane. And I'm like, this blows. And then I look to the left and I see the Rockefeller Christmas tree. And I'm like, God damn. God damn. That's cool. Look at where I am. This is awesome. Even in the middle of those crowds, you look at that tree and you're like, this is fun. It's pretty cool. It's like funny about the Christmas season, you know, because it's so, it's, you know, and, and the Saxophone Avenue was playing their crazy loud song, but there is something to it. And then I, when I was at Jimbo's today, and the, the waitress, Sarah, wasn't working, so the guy working the grill, I, I don't remember what his name is. It could be Antonio. I don't know. But I really just want to... Hey, Jimbo! <laughs> That's so obvious, right? <laughs> Even though it still makes me mad that Joe Don Baker used to call James Bond Jimbo. Ugh, it still makes me furious when I say it. I'm like, what an awesome... What a horrible actor. Anyway, where's that coming from? So I'm listening to... What's on the radio is We Need a Little Christmas. Right this very minute. Candles in the window. We need a little Christmas. I know it's from the, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, there it is. It has some snow to single flurry, but Santa dear, we're in a da, 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 da. I know it's from the show Maine. And uh, I remember seeing the horrible, awful movie because Lucille Ball was in it. What a... Ugh. She's horrible. Everything she did after I Love Lucy sucked. Her and her smoky voice. Now we need a little Christmas. But uh, Angela Lansbury created the role with B. Arthur uh, on Broadway. So I'm looking, well, who wrote We Need a Little Christmas? And it's Jerry Herman who wrote Hello, Dolly, Mame, and La Cache And I'm like, well, let me just see if this guy's Jer- Jewish, because, of course, Herman, we would assume. But he's Jewish. He's Jewish. And we know, we know that Jews have written the greatest Christmas songs, which is hilarious. You write... We need a little Christmas, which is which makes sense, and it made sense in the movie, and it's a really fun song. But if you're a Jew and you're writing it, it, it is funny when we sit there and, you know, I listen, and I'm like, boy, this is uh, really nice listening to Christmas music, and I even played it with the Charlie Brown Christmas album with my mother in the car on the way to the place. I don't think she knew, because it was a nice jazz, you know, I do that all season long and just play that Charlie Brown Christmas album, Vince Giraldi, all the time. It's so pleasant. But it is funny, you know, it gives everybody a warm feeling, and it even this, we need a little Christmas. Makes a lot of sense. I had to look it up. I'm like, let me just see if this was written by a Jew. But there is something to it. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny that everybody's so anti-Semitic. And yet, look, we, we like Christmas, too. What's the deal with you people? Well, on Tuesday, you know, I had Dino Stamatopoulos on the on the show, which was really great. We spoke for an hour and a half, and it was great that we had him on. He's such an interesting guy because he's an interesting guy, right? He's had a really interesting career, and he hates his career. He hates that he had that career. He you know, plays that sad sack card, which is funny because he's, I guess, rich and just doesn't have to work. And, well, you know, boo-hoo. <laughs> when I think a lot of us would like that career, but, of course, the fun was that we worked together before and have this history together and he's just so angry at all the stuff he's created the greatness of the things he's created and it was fun to just talk about him and kind of kiss his ass a little bit and say boy you know you really are talented and some of these sketches you wrote will live on forever and it's awesome and he's a fun guy and he's been a fun guy ever since i met him and of course i love his depression because that's when you know we got real friendship I am very, very close with other friends that are extremely successful who are unbelievably depressed. 
Those are we all found each other somehow. So he's like, hey, do you mind if I bring this girl I'm kind of seeing with me? And I'm like, no, I don't care. And she can even sit at the table, but she was very polite and didn't want it. She's like, no, I just want to watch. And she was very easy to hang out with. So he's like, we're going to go out for dinner after. And I go, okay. He's and I'm like, have a good. He's like, well, you can come. And I'm like, you sure? So we went to this. We were going to this burger place, which was like right on Houston Street by the cellar. But it was it's closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. And it was cold outside, too. And I said, well, why don't we go to the Corner Bistro? Which I hadn't been to for a while. So we walked over there and it was crowded. And we waited for a table. And so I'm carrying my backpack with my computer in it from work. And I hate, you know, I hate carrying anything. Carrying that backpack around sucks. And everywhere we went was just tiny. And Dino's, I don't know, 6'4", 6'3", 6'4". So everywhere we went, it was a tight squeeze. My backpack was a problem for everybody. Just such a pain in the ass. I see everybody carrying backpacks around. I don't know how they do it. But we're sitting, they squeeze us into this little table at the corner bistro. Now, let me just, before I tell you this, I want to set this up. At my job, for some reason, now remember, I think I told you, when I first got there, all they're doing is collecting money. They're collecting money all the time. You know, somebody's retiring. So people I'd never met before, they're retiring like, hey, what are you going to give? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I walk in here and I'm already g- giving money to people I've never met, but of course you don't want to be a dick. I I can't believe HR hasn't put a stop to this <laughs> when they you know when you can't do anything anymore, and they don't put a stop to the collection of funds. But I mean I I get that everybody's trying to do a nice thing. I get that of course, but it's I, I just got here really. I, I don't want to be you know cast out. I I don't think they would, but uh, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I, but, but, you know, it's also funny to complain about it, too. And I'm like, here, here's 10 bucks, whatever. So finally, the worst thing happened this week where apparently we're taking up a collection for the people that make copies. And I'm like, what? Why are we taking a collection? What? You're kidding, right? This is where I draw the line. This is where I draw the line. You got to be kidding. Why, why are we doing that? Why, are, why is our department taking care of another department? Now, you, now you've gone too far. So I don't know what the story with it is. I don't want to be a dick, and I like those people a lot. It's not like they do anything for me that I have to give them a Christmas bonus, me. But again, I don't know whether they put your name on it or whatever, and I've already been at the parking garage where they put your name on it if you haven't given anything, and I don't want to be that guy. Nobody needs a year of that. So so then I found out it's also for the cafeteria people. I'm like, all right, well, that I can, that makes sense to me. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll give, here's $20. And I give the $20, but I'm complaining about it the whole time because it's also hilarious. I'm like, you got to be kidding. I've told everybody, like, why doesn't the firm take care? I'm like, well, I don't know. Because all we do is dish out money out there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know sometimes i talk about this and then i get people get angry like you shouldn't talk about it. i'm like well what do you want me to do it's a thing and it's happening so I, I hope i ruin it for everybody i hope hr well because of dave Juskow's podcast we can't do it anymore i'm like you're welcome everybody but like I said, they're all nice people, you know, but I mean, come on, this is silly. This is silly. I got I got to take care of 10 doormen, 10 garage guys, the cleaning woman, the man lady. You know what I'm saying? I got I got to give Christmas money to everybody. It cost me a fortune this time of the year. So 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 we're sitting at the corner bistro and we got three burgers and three drinks. And the total was $92. I don't know how this happened in this world for three burgers at a, the corner bistro, the smallest, stinkiest, stupid place on the planet. But everybody loves the good corner burger. You know, like a little old-fashioned burger comes on a paper plate with a pickle on the side, right? <laughs> 92 bucks. I had a beer. 
They actually had that McSorley's uh, Dark Ale, Hannah. They had that, you know, that one we liked at uh, at McSorley's. I couldn't believe it. they had McSorley's Ale at the Quarter Bistro for some reason. So that was good. I mean, but how much does that cost? Ninety-two bucks. So Dino, who you know, he's got my, he's even looking. He's like, does that say ninety-two? I'm like, it does say ninety-two. And then he's giving him the card, and the guy, and I was like, Dino, you don't let me pay something. He goes, no, no, no. I said, well, I like to take out my guests. You know, you did the show. I want to. People, he's like, no, don't worry about it. And then the guy goes, we only take cash. So Dino only has. We need twenty dollars more. And I'm like, oh, you're not going to believe this. Earlier today, I just gave twenty dollars to the office. Oh, oh my God! I needed that twenty dollars. He had to go to the ATM. <laughs> well, because I, I called my my boss the next day. I'm like, you're not going to believe what happened to me last. <laughs> that damn twenty dollars. I never have cash, but I actually had twenty dollars in my pocket and I gave it away. And what are the odds I would need it that night? Does anybody have an extra twenty? Oh, I. Ha- oh no, I don't. It was worth it. Worth it for the story. But we need a little Christmas right this very minute. Candles in the window, candles up the spinner. Yes, we need a little Christmas right this very minute. It hasn't snowed a single flurry, but Santa dear, we're in a hurry. Crime down. So then he's like, hey, do you want to come to this place? I hang out at this place on first and first called Lucian. And I'm like, I don't want to go all the way over. And I'm like, oh, what am I talking about? I might as well go. That's on my way home, technically. Let's go over to First Avenue. We're on the west side. So we take a cab over there, which, of course, I hate. Cab smelled. This guy, Dino, he's so funny. He's a big drinker. And he just befriends bars like the way I have my bar, whatever. But he goes all, I mean, he sits there for days and he gets a plaque. Like, so... There's a place called Little Dom's in California. Maybe I told you about this. I went there with Jessica Pyatt. We're sitting at Dino's table. There's a plaque that this is Dino's table. I'm like, what? This is what he does. So we go to this place, Lucian. I mean, I don't know how long Dino's been back in New York, but he already has a picture of himself on the wall. I couldn't believe it. They worship him there. He's like, this is where I spend my time. It's, again, the smallest place ever for a guy that's 6'4", and maybe even taller. And they squeeze us in again. My backpack's causing a whole bunch of problems, but they're nothing but nice. And we have another drink. And then finally, I'm like, look, I got to go. I don't know how long he stayed for. I'm like, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful night. And I walked home from there. I totally needed to walk home, thank God. So, you know, what is that, 60 blocks or so? Totally worth it. I remember when I first got, you know, if you go up First Avenue, you start hitting a hill. And by then... The time, you know, right after the UN, it, it gets you go up a hill, which is why I always take the electric bike because, you know, once you get towards my house, it's on a hill. And then I was walking real. I was like, well, now, you know, I've walked 60 blocks and now I the hill is not necessary. Like, I mean, it's now that's too much, but I'm only like 10 blocks away, so I got to do it. But it was just so, again, so tiny and squeezed in. But he's like, what are you doing Christmas? I'm like, nothing. He's like, I'm going to be here. And I'm like, well, I'll be here too. Apparently, they have very good food. I think it's Italian food. The waitresses were hot. Even the bartender was sexy, the the, the, the guy. So why not? <laughs> hey, Dino's no fool. If that staff wasn't full of hot girls, he would not be there. This is what he does. This is what I do. This is why we became friends. We like the ladies. That's what we always talk about. That's why, that's why I uh, like going to see Larry from Three's Company, Richard Klein. I have to bring a girl with me because then we're going to say, ooh, what's up with her? What's up with that? And Dino's the same way. Like there's certain guys that I can't go see without a girl with me. You know what I'm saying? There's these guys that, you know, we just have a past where we talk about girls that, that, you know, I need to have one so we can have a conversation. I, I can't explain it, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Because that's what our relationship is based on, is talking about women dating different women, who we're going out with, who's dating the hotter one, who's not doing, you know, whatever it is, but in a good way. Because there's, there's other guys I can't hang out with that are too much. But Dino is the perfect, the perfect person 
for this. And uh, he did also tell me that him and Louis CK were working on something together and they wanted to use me. And I'm like, I'm in. So that was very good. That's good news. That's very good news. So that is our show for today. I want to, I don't know who's going to be on the show tonight. Maybe Natterman and maybe we'll light the candles on the show instead of at the club because I'm not sure what to do. I'd rather have Noam there, but apparently I think I have to work Wednesday night, so it's just not going to work out. What are you going to do? I get nervous about doing that anyway, but I don't mind doing it on the show. And then you hit more people with your Jewishness in this day and age by doing it on YouTube. That's right. In your face. Protesting on the Williamsburg Bridge. Thank you so much. My favorite kind of protest holding up traffic, you assholes. Oh, that's so cruel to do to people just trying to get home at jobs they hate. Oh, the ultimate in cruelty as if Palestine could be any worse. Yeah. But that is the Tuesday show. Probably Natterman, I guess, because he's uh, fun and a delight. And that'll be our last day in studio for a while. And then on Billy Joel, what do we have? Not you can you look so good to me. Another one Dave Joskow's never heard. And that's all coming up on Billy Joel A to Z. Anyway, next week, our last episode of the season. Ah, uh, Joskow in the city. I guess it'll be episode 99. Hey now. So get ready for that, everybody. Have a great week and a happy Hanukkah. And I'll see you next week. I'm just out of the city. Get out, everybody.